Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. Hey, I wanted to actually welcome this Saturday. This is a couple days after Thanksgiving. We have had a very uh lots of lots of challenges going on through throughout the world. Um challenges occurring in different households. Um and today's topic, you know, I, I'll be honest with you all. I've, I'm new at podcasting, number one. Secondly, you know, with all of the issues and things that are taking place, I've been really stuck as far as some of the verdicts are concerned in, in terms of posting a podcast. Because I know that it, a lot of, it's kind of cliche where people expect me to be, to post a podcast right now, like, Hey, the black girl, here she goes again, you know, um, it doesn't matter because I look at the quality of life. So I kind of wanted to focus on the quality of life that people are experiencing and what does that mean for different groups of people? Um, first of all, my son, he works in a, in a, a area called Cherry Hills or Cherry Creek uh, Colorado. And if you've been here or you live here, you know what I'm talking about. This, this is where very wealthy people reside. Um, my products are actually located in two wealthy, uh, cities in Colorado. And it, it, it isn't by any means bragging. It's actually much of a challenge for me at times because of that. Um, quality of life. I'm looking around me. I'm, I'm seeing, I think my car is probably the oldest car in the parking lot and I'm not even joking. I'm looking at 2021 uh, BMWs, uh, Lexuses, some other cars I've never seen before. Just really nice, clean area. Uh, Everyone's walking their dogs and feeling fresh and spiffy. And I, one thing that's missing, however, are black and brown people. I don't see any black and brown people walking outside, sitting outside of the Starbucks and Einstein bagels. And that's okay. It's just, that's how Colorado has changed. And a lot of states across the United States look like that. When I, when I value the quality of life, I, or when I look at the quality of life, I think about how there are people that get to make decisions based on their perception of my quality of life or how I should actually have a quality of life or not. Um, What is quality of life? Quality of life means an enhancement of life. It means uh, of, I would say of high stature, of, of, of refinement, um, quality of, you know, something great something that was worked hard to acquire, uh, something that is not cheap. Sorry about that, people. I am using my cell phone. So when we're looking at the quality of life, the reason why this discussion is important is because there are people that walking around today right near neighborhoods that don't, they don't think that the quality of life is important. They think their quality of life is more important than your quality of life. And my question is, who 
gets to make these decisions. Who's in charge of making these decisions? Who's in charge of these sorts of ideologies? Um, I think that's really where I'm coming from today is the the right for life. Like I, I have the right just like you do to go shopping, to go to travel, to enjoy some of the fine things in life. You know, why, why are other people making these, these decisions? All right. So we have, we have the other thing I wanted to address. The reason, one reason I do my podcast while driving is so that I can kind of also loop in the stupidity that that's around me here. Um, there are people that will want to run you right on off the road. Why? Because they they feel like they can. Because they're having a bad day. You know, because they're privileged. Because they're abusers. Whoever it is. I can go on and on. There's different prototypes for that. Now, my previous discussion... And I, I'm really, really struggling, to be honest, to, to talk about Rittenhouse and these verdicts. I, I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon like I'm not the bandwagoner. But what I do is I address or, you know, touch on some of these issues. Because I know that's honestly what people want to hear. They don't want to just hear my opinion. They want to. They want to get some more feedback as far as why. Why do people? Why are people able just to get off scot free? So, I want to talk a little bit about the quality of life. That was one issue and topic. But the other one is what happens when you when you say not guilty to a person that has clearly committed offenses now in, in in the court of law that that could be left up to a, a jury right but the way our law is even designed is designed to allow murderers pedophiles and rapists to walk free how is that because of the type of law we have does it make it just no we have so many holes in our legal uh, infrastructure it's it's definitely, it's just, it's pretty pathetic. We have so many holes in our legal infrastructure. It makes us look like, what are we even doing here? Why are we here today? To be honest with you. So this is why criminals can walk free. Because there's a thing called reasonable doubt. When I think about my ancestors and how, and, and, and even today's time, how we don't get a not guilty verdict. It is a very rare conversation that we, we get to have a not guilty. A black man or woman can, can still be found guilty even if they're innocent. But when you emerge people that, that are guilty back into society, when you emerge a pedophile, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of someone that is a pedophile that I personally, I don't know the person well, but I know that they're a pedophile. This person is allowed 
to to teach at church. This person is a even a registered sex offender, but there are, there is a church that is defending or protecting this pedophile. And I think they were able to get some of their record. I don't think it was expunged, but the fact is this is a known pedophile. And this person is in charge of youth activities at church. Okay. And I wouldn't necessarily say this is a not guilty situation. This person did serve a few years for, for their crime, but they're walking around back into society infecting and infesting other people that's one example what about the person that works in the public school system or a private school let's not go there with the private school the person's working in private school they came from a privileged background they were able they were caught molesting boys over and over again okay for for many years because of the type of work that person, the, their family has done in the community, people, the jurors felt sorry for them. Oh, that Jimmy, he's, he's honestly, he's, he, he's a good, he's really a good guy. You know, sometimes people just run into some, some personal challenges, but it doesn't make them a, it doesn't make them the doggone devil. Okay. So there's Jimmy, Jimmy enjoys touching children and he is allowed to continue doing his thing because of the of the law the law said it's okay in fact jimmy doesn't even have a record but jimmy is sitting right next to your 10 year old son at church and you don't even know tick tack toe okay so you have one example of pedophilia there Let's let's draw out a couple more. You, ha- I keep seeing um, someone in the public school systems who is a so-called gym teacher. Oh, the gym teacher. Better watch some of those gym teachers because not every gym teacher is on the up and up. Okay, so we have Karen who was caught, you know, back in the day soliciting sex from young 12 13 year old boys from low income neighborhoods and but because it was a Karen they said that she had a a little bit of a mental illness and just simply needed to serve some time um not real time just community service time yeah to kind of help her with her uh like for like uh little boys and so now Karen Where's Karen today? Oh, she's working in as a gym teacher at the at a school. Really? Yes, she is. Well, you know, I that Karen really she you know, when I was in the stand, I totally saw my daughter Debbie and she totally reminded me of, you know, Debbie had the same kind of experiences. And, you know, we, we took, we sent her off to, to, uh, Ireland to to get, to get some real mental help and she was able to get it. No, she never went to prison. She, she's no criminal. She didn't belong there. Yeah. Well, yes, she did. She did touch some boys inappropriately and 
who hasn't done that? Are you, what, are you accusing me of being a pedophile too? Well, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying like, who hasn't made the same mistakes? We can't just sit here and, and persecute everyone. It's not her fault. Okay. So that's another example of someone with, with privilege being able to skate through life. Okay. Skate through life on, on falsehoods. That's very common. Let's talk about the rapist. Let's talk about the rapist who raped someone when they were actually just 16 years old. Not only did they rape boys, they raped girls, but they really had a, they really had a strong, a strong affinity for boys. But because their daddy was a doctor, you know, because Dada, Dada is a doctor. Dada is a doctor. Dada is going to get me off scot-free. So this person never had to serve any time. Only like a couple of years in detention, but not, but like an off and on coddling situation. And pretty much like they were, they were even actually, they were sent over to a maximum security institution for only three years and around other male pedophiles that have an infatuation for boys. Oh, and that's where they get to go with other people just like them so that they can continue their same behaviors while in the detention center with each other. No one ever thinks about that reality, but I'm just here to bring, I'm not here to make friends in this podcast. I'm going to probably make more enemies than friends. And I say, if you're my enemy, it's really your inner self that is getting your attention. Okay. So that's another example. I worked in a maximum security facility for boys and I worked primarily with the sex offenders. I worked actually both with sex offenders who were predominantly white males between the ages of 12 and 18 or 17 rather And then the other population I worked with were young, you know, young men that had drug offenses or had some issues um, in gangs and things like that. And so ironically, their punishment, which this, this is kind of what tripped me out, but their punishment, the gang members punishment was just as heavy as the maximum security punishment the, the boys that were sex offenders I'm sorry it didn't come out right the boys that were sex offenders have the same amount of time as the as the as the kids that got in trouble for having some weed and it really opened my eyes to seeing how the sex the sex offenders because they were white boys how they were being coddled how how the hand holding was happening and so whenever you're, whenever we're examining, whenever, whenever we're examining these things, you have to look at slavery. I'm sorry. You, it goes pedophilia. When you think about American 
history, American culture, when you think about sex, rape, all of those things, it has a direct tie back into slavery. When you think about bondage, why, why, why are so many people fascinated with bondage, with voyeurism, you know, tying someone up, keeping them subdued until they're pleading for their life and then you're just having your way with them? That's terrible. But that's part of American culture. They do this shit, excuse my French, all over the world. This is something done all over the world. When I think of pedophilia, I think about... I just think about how many people are walking around pedophiles. And you you would never know. There are pedophiles in our families. There are pedophiles in churches. There are pedophiles you know, in your workspace, people that you trust, people that you know, and you didn't even know that they were pedophiles. Why didn't you know that? Because there's a thing called not guilty. We only think about not guilty verdicts as it relates to criminal justice for, you know, unlawful shootings. But this is a spectrum of atrocities When it comes to saying someone isn't guilty. Pedophilia is one of the things that just, it it cringes my spirit and my my heart. I have a a passion to to help uh, people and spirits who who were murdered. Yes, I'm talking about this. When I was about, I think the dream started when I was about 12 years old. I started having dreams about little boys that were molested and something tragic would happen to them at the end of the dream. And one dream, there was one, I'll share two dreams with you. The first dream was about a man who used to cross dress when he was about six years old. He was always wearing his mother's red high heel shoes. He would put on her dresses and mommy allowed him to, to, to explore himself and do these things. So as he grew older, he had an attraction for men. So when he was a grown man, um, he decided to cross-dress. And he went out to a bar and there was a gentleman that he he was attracted to and this guy liked him. But the, the gentleman didn't know he was dealing with another man. And so um, next thing you know, they they go back to the guy in my dream they go back to the the gay man's uh apartment and so the the guy that he picked up at the bar he started examining his arms he's like why is your why are your arms so hairy and why are your hands so big and when he put his hand started going up her dress that's when the man discovered oh no I'm not dealing with the woman I'm dealing with the man and the man flipped out and something terrible and tragic happened to this man to the gay man so he he pretty much he pretty much lost his life that's what ended up happening okay so that's just that's just one of many stories my second story is a dream I had about a little boy he was about uh I want to say <clears throat> six or seven and he was out with his he had a little a little dog, a little black doggy, 
and the dog was really cute um however the the little boy for some reason was staying at home alone and he with his dog i don't know where the hell his parents were but there was a a biker some kind of trucker kind of guy and i remember the colors he was a big fat guy about 400 pounds and he broke in i don't know if he knew the family or what but somehow he was able to get a hold of the little boy and his dog and then something tragic happened to both of them and dogs do get raped also i'm sorry to hurt your ears animals get molested also and i'm going to bring that to light i don't care if you want to hear about it because it's the people that are doing these things that need to be called the fuck out i generally don't like cussing a lot in my podcast but there are things that that will light my it just lights me right up and that's one of them so that's when i started realizing at the age of 12 13 that oh my god animals are getting killed as well and so the spirit of these individuals came to me in a dream because they wanted help i've had dreams about women that were assaulted in a burglary at a store and they were killed nothing and their stories went untold i will retell your story i'm a storyteller i'm a channeler i am an empath i am a pet whisperer i am many names and i am many faces but one thing i'm not is ten thousand faces and if you know what that means go ahead and listen in to some of my other podcasts so when these kinds of crimes go unnoticed and you what's happened what ha- often happens is someone got a not guilty verdict and they were able to go back and re-emerge back into society doing the same committing the same offenses that they went in for in the first place but for some reason pedophilia seems to make folks on the jury stands a little bit tap they're a little bit uh, hesitant to convict why is that what is the point of having jurors if all the jurors are doing is seeing themselves as the defendant seeing themselves as the victim if they just if you only see yourself as the person that's on trial because you feel sorry for mikey well mikey you know that mikey he reminds me of my grandson my grandson that went to college my grandson that went to college that's what he reminds me of Mikey would net you know I just think the boy needs some counseling I mean we have money to get them counselors don't we okay so that's an example so when you're sitting there as a juror and you see somebody that reminds you of your daughter your son your grandson your aunt your uncle you're gonna have some compassion for them but if you see a black person and heaven forbid they're dark-skinned you're we're in we're in really big trouble heaven forbid that that they are dark because you're not gonna see somebody that reminds you of themselves you're going to be looking into the tunnel of fear into the dark hallways of your mind you're going to be looking at the dark shadow the night creature when you see the black person on the stand 
heaven forbid a black person is is a, is is convicted as a criminal as a pedophile there's not even a we're not even blinking on that one. Oh, throw the book at him no i think he let's give him at least 10 10 years that's it that's all they're gonna give him it's his first offense oh my god no he needs to be doing life okay so it doesn't always go down that way but there's really some heavy discussions that are going around dealing with that okay so that's just one example of pedophilia And people that are walking around in neighborhoods acting like Mr. Rogers, la 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 tra la 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 tra la 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 la, walking your doggies, having your kitty cats, having your horses, having your ranches, having your farms, having all the things in the barns, but yet you you're not only a pedophile, you can't even keep your hands to yourself in your own family. And you, you're, you're too busy thinking about touching your daughter or your son. And then you wonder why when we have these real criminal uh, cases that come about while we're getting some not guilties. If, if you guys really want to know what is the psychological breakdown. I didn't even talk about the murders that took place. But I'm trying to help you guys see the not so obvious. I'm not talking about Ahmaud Arbery. And the Ma, Ma Aubrey's out there. I'm talking about all of the other criminal cases like pedophilia, which is something that people like to tap dance around. And for some reason, I'm sitting in my car and I'm not driving or anything. But, you know, when you live in a predominantly white state and you're a black person in a predominantly white neighborhood... And I'm giving you a ex- real-time example. This guy, this man just parked right next to me. He didn't need to do that. There's a lot of empty parking spots. But he had to come and park right here to invade my space and my peace. Have, have you ever experienced that? Like the person has all the other places in the world to sit, but they're like right up on you. Like even listening in on your conversation. Yeah, I'm going to call you out because that's exactly what you're about trash you know you're you're probably a person that is whatever I don't know but it just kind of irritated me because that kind of thing happens to people of color a lot we can be minding our own business and what Janae or uh Karen somebody has to you know chod somebody has to come around your area and bother you This is the kind of stuff that happened to my ancestors in the most recent history. They're, they're having a peaceful lunch. No one minding their own business. Suddenly a crowd of, of, of idiots come around them and just, they, they start saying little indirect comments right in, in their area as they're eating. Why, why aren't you minding your business? Like this fool sitting next to me. You know, I will whip out this video in a second if I need to. Anchor, I owe you a video podcast. I've just been doing a lot of stuff, trust me, that I owe that to you. But that would be actually a good video podcast to watch. And yeah, he's just, yeah, oh good, he finally went inside. 
I'll tell you. So these are the kind of things that that we need to kind of we need to be aware of. You know, a right of life, a quality of life. You know, people getting off scot free. Pedophiles is walking around. And how about this? People of all races, I'm talking the human race at this point. There are pedophiles right now in people's families. Right now. And the authorities need to be called and there have not been. So what we're doing is we're creating a culture of masking and putting a band-aid over real hurtful topics and discussions. And what happens is those that family curse of pedophilia, it goes to the next generation. If you don't confront it head on, it's going to go to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. That's pedophilia. Incest. Pedophilia doesn't just come from people that live, you know, Mr. Rogers neighborhood next door. No, there it's a lot oftentimes in people's families. These are topics that are can be very shameful, but there is healing. We need to be healed from these things. If you're walking around as an adult, you're touching little your little niece or nephew, you're a pedophile. If and let me let me address something that's going to shock some of you. Yes, pet whisper, I'm saying this. A lot of people are, I, I've studied up on a, a lot of pedophilia, especially in school, but um, I came across a really interesting documentary and this documentary basically states that people become more pedophiles when they begin watching a lot of pornography at a young age, like at the age of 13, at the age of 12. You're watching, let's say you're watching, you know, kitty porn or your kids that look like you like it's sad, but this is a real discussion. You're watching a 10 or just terrible things, you guys. And I don't want to talk a lot about this, but you're watching things you shouldn't be watching. And you're only like 12, 13 and you're being exposed to child pornography. So now you're 18 years old, but you still watch child pornography because you were exposed to that you're 25 years old and you're still into that because that's what you were first exposed to and you're 35 years old and you're still attracted to kids you're 40 you can't shake it you are attracted to a little a little kid and I'll never forget I seen a um I was at the laundromat and I seen this little four-year-old, three-year-old little girl, and she she was just a little child, and all she she, she was playing around. And I could see this nasty, sixty-year-old man just watching her. And I'm like, "Are you? Is your brain that decayed?" And the truth is, the 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 decay of the brains of people today is getting worse. Why is it getting worse? Because we're exposed, there, you can, you can, any child with their cell phone, if the parent isn't, is aloof, can just watch pornography, 
they can be solicited by pedophiles. They are being solicited by pedophiles. You would never know a parent. You can't control every part of your child's life. But what you can do is tell them the truth about things and not hide things. Be honest about these things. That's what you can do. Okay? That's what you can do. That's liberating in itself, just being honest. Why am I talking about this today? Because we have a lot of not guilty verdicts. I And I will dive into the murders, the mur- murderers that are just walking around scot-free. So what I'm going to do in this next series is kind of do a section by section about different criminal offenses that get a not guilty that way people can kind of open their eyes a little bit more instead of just looking at the closed door like oh you know that's nothing that doesn't apply to me that doesn't apply to all stuff like that so um i appreciate you all for for listening to this segment i will share more about that but start thinking about this we need to stop allowing bad things to continue and, 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 and find solutions through life. Just feeling like, you know what? Nobody loves me. My parents walked out on me. You know, I, I, I got addicted to drugs when I was, you know, 10 years old. I've been smoking cigarettes since I was nine. I had to lie my way through life. No one could know my past because I got a not guilty verdict. When you get a not guilty verdict and you are indeed guilty, what are you learning from your mistakes? What what message are you teaching society while you're you're being you're being emerged back into society? And the people that are making these decisions from a ju- judicial level, from a higher level, it's scary to me. Because you're putting criminals back into the society in the name of justice. Because you you don't want to see somebody that looks like you get get the book thrown at them. So how are you fixing the problem? You're actually creating a monster. And what happens when your daughter, your son or daughter becomes the victim of pedophilia? Because of a, a choice you made to let a criminal back into society... But little did you know that criminal was already eyeballing you as the juror. Have you seen movies like that where the jurors are getting stalked or something is happening? Those are true stories. Now you ha- you have a juror, uh, you mean you have a criminal who got out, you said not guilty to. Now they're looking at your family. They're setting you up because they say you're an idiot. <laughs> They'll never, you know, there's so, there's so many stories out there. It would shock you. So you'll be the same one crying when something happens to your son or daughter. But until that happens, you'll just say not guilty. But when it hits home, like for example, when mass shootings occur in privileged neighborhoods, now you're listening. Now you're listening to the gunshots. Now you're listening to the chaos. Now you're listening to the fire. 
Now you're listening to the calls and the echoes. Now you're hearing your dog barking and screaming at night, yelping because of the chaos. Now you're listening. Now we got your attention. It's when it hits home. That's when you you wake up. But if it has to do with someone that doesn't look familiar to you, you suddenly cut your brain off. Human being, you are operating a, a body with two hands, with two feet, with 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 an with an, a, a capacity to analyze, to 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 um, to critique, to do a content analysis. You, my friend, are equipped with intellectual capabilities that you claim animals do not have you claim animals are not as smart as you you claim that you are dominion over animals you claim that you are smarter than the bear average bear you're smarter than the trees you're smarter than the birds because you you have a ability to make a choice right or wrong does that actually make you superior Or does it actually make you inferior? Because when you go against your consciousness, when you go against the truth, what does that make you into? A liar. You can't weigh yourself as saying, I am smarter. I am, I hold the keys to this. I am, no, because as a human, that is our demise. That is our demise. And when you have a, a slavery system, we're again in a ghost. We're living in the ghost slavery body, a phantom body. Th- these are the tentacles that create the, the heartbeat, the electricity that fires up our judicial systems, that fire up attorneys that can try to skew the truth in order to win the case that can throw out all 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 the evidence where somebody gets off scot-free because a group of unethical cops or or people in high places actually burned up the evidence because that the the person being persecuted was a familiar face because corruption paid it off because we have to teach society a lesson here that believe me, we're going to get away with a lot more things than that. Yeah. You've been getting away with it. So you think, but my friend, there comes another side. There comes the other side, the other side of life. Oh Lord. Did we not forget that these bodies are temporary? Is it enough to swear on your Bible? God, Jesus, please forgive me after you spent your entire life uh, doing wrong to people. Whoever came up with that, oh, Jesus, forgive me and I can move on. I I, I can elevate in my walk. um, I'm dead now, but I'm uh, uh, my sins are forgiven. I'm moving on. But you didn't even learn the lessons of the affliction that you brought upon other people. It doesn't work like that. I just, I have to tell you the truth. Be careful what you say. Be careful because your words can come back to haunt you. Well, let them haunt you. 
So anyway, I have an appointment. I just wanted to share uh, share this segment about pedophilia and not guilty. And we will kind of comb through different not guilty verdicts. Now, you can go online and look up different um, social injustice verdicts that have taken place. You can look at Plessy versus Ferguson. Interestingly enough, that was the name back then of, of that particular um, that particular trial. Um, so, yeah, just l- look up some historical facts and I will be back with you in the next podcast. This is Monique's Pet Whisper signing out.